This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. It is time for the Classic Car Show and we've got both Steve Ronaldo and Mr. Jim Weber in here and we're going to be talking cars today as a matter of fact. And again, on the classic car show, that makes a whole lot of sense. It, it does. It, it's, I, I'm quick on that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and Have Steve, you noticed over the years? Yeah, I, Steve I, and I appreciate that. Uh, and you know what? It is c- 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 cold out there this morning. Yeah, really it is cold. a bit nippy and uh, supposed to get worse, I understand. Yes, yes. Uh, nothing like it is what up in come, Minnesota. What is it? Arctic Vortex or Polar vortex. Yeah. Somebody's vortex. Somebody. Yeah. But we're right in the middle of global warming. Right. Thanks, Isn't that, that great? That, that, yeah. uh, Al's that's, right on the money. Al should have been with me in the Midwest this week. Yeah, I can imagine. I, yeah. Do you know rental cars in the Midwest have snow brushes? And do you know what? I had to use it every day. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah. What are snow brushes? Well, that's... Uh, it's got a scraper on one end and a, and a brush along. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they just yeah, and it just you know, yeah. brush the windows off. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It was nine. That wasn't the windshield. That was the ambient. Cold. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it just your nose hairs well freeze. Diggers. Yeah. Yeah. Your nose hairs freeze. Yes. So well, and break off. Well, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's supposed to uh, you know be getting. Um, it's going to be cool for the next few weeks, uh, from what I understand. So, uh, you know, well, now I hope everybody is prepared for it, and uh, and they've, uh, if they needed antifreeze or they've checked their, uh, their yeah, well, they had to change their oil. They ju- oil. Just put fresh oil, and of course, half the world's TPMS lights came on. Yeah, that was one of the things that you know I start talking. About, I had a little bit of time yesterday and or last week when we had the guy, interesting guy from. Gulfport with this free museum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was an interesting character. Uh, John Hands, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so yes, it, that's the guy. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's the fellow that I went down with Brad Braswell and Frank and, and picked up all those Lucas Lucas parts. He was a nice man. By the way, as uh, before you get into your tire story or, or your tire information, just want to uh, thank every curator and owner of the museums that we've interviewed i can't think of a one really that that hadn't been interesting they all have their little twist on it Uh, john's twist uh, last week is the fact that he charges no admission it's free for anybody quarter coca-cola and quarter coca-cola out of the machine wow um, you know it just it just uh, because he cares and he cares about the the hobby and getting people interested and that's that's what we're we've been all about is is uh trying to get grandparents and parents to take their kids to the museums if they a lot of folks don't even know that there are automobile museums and and some auto museums sort of shoot themselves in the foot either by location or they don't advertise or they can't afford to advertise so we're trying to help them out uh, that way by letting folks know that there are car museums from coast to coast and they're in fact we'll be going to one uh, uh, next uh, Tuesday week I believe it is Tuesday or Wednesday week you going to Owl's Head? Owl's Head exactly that's a very famous one it is yeah Yeah, it's beautiful hey you know one we keep 
I keep forgetting to mention uh, the Garlitz Museum. We ought to see if uh, Mr. Garlitz would talk to us. Yeah, he would. <clears throat> I can. Uh, I let me try to see if I can get a hold of him. I I used to know him somewhat. Uh, somewhat, not you know, not not. We were never really good bosom buddies, but when I was involved in the hot rod stuff and doing all of that, the, well, we stopped either, there in Ocala. It's right on the interstate. Yeah, it's right on five seventy five. Yeah. In Ocala. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in Florida. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's usually there. If there's no, if there's no big race going on, in one of the NHRA things, or he's Big Daddy is that it? Yeah, yeah, Big Daddy Don. Uh, right? Big Daddy Don. Yeah, he. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, interesting guy. <clears throat> oh, I remember watching him at the Amarillo uh, drag strip. Wow, was it yeah. paved? Huh. <laughs> No, and and what they had, they had the scoop and shovel, you know. They were out before each race, and uh, oh, um, they Here were we they were cleaning up the the cow patties before they. Thank you, thank but, you. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but no, it, I was I, I was doing paid? my last flathead. There was this guy Dave who used to own Music City Rod Shop, and um, I I had I was visiting a dealer up there. I went by and asked, went up there and told him that that. Uh, I'm doing another flathead. You got any flathead stuff left? And he just said, no, if you'd have been here about a month ago, that damn Gardlitz came by and I gave him all that old shit because I didn't want it anymore. Oh, man. So he's got it, you know, hanging on the museum. And I I happened to stop by one time after then and told him. And he says, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, Wait. I'm sorry, I didn't. No, no, that. that's okay. So you know, I and I've met him other other times. I can I can try to, but it is an interesting thing. He does have some antique cars, uh, as well as some race cars, and he's got the famous ones, uh, the one that that chopped his foot off, uh, and started the revolution in rear end engine dragsters uh, when he blew up and cut the car in half. Yeah, that's before they ran scatter shields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he uh, uh, lost part of his foot when they. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I can, oh, I can hear it now. You know, on the on the speaker at the at Amarillo drag strip. Yeah. You know, and uh, he was a, he was a hero. He was a star. Oh yeah, there. oh and yeah, I, he was always the uh, star. Yeah. I, we yeah. got another interesting show coming up. Um, uh, do either one of you all know Swoops S W O P E S? Swopes, Swopes. Uh, yeah, from up in Kentucky, in Elizabeth Kentucky, Town, yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. He's ninety-three, and he's going to be on. Sam, um, is yeah. it Sam? Sam's going to be on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're arranging that at the moment. Oh, that's so. great. Yeah, he's, he's quite a character, from what he I is. understand. He uh, has a fifty-nine Cadillac convertible, a red one. The one with the humongous fins. The, yeah, yeah, with yeah. The two and then the two yeah. little, yeah, 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 two little taillights. It, I thought that was one of the ugliest cars going, but anyway. Oh man, those things! He's also now. got a '59 Chevy Impala, like I used to have. Wow, yeah. But he's he 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 is. Uh, I talked to his uh, PR person, and uh, he owns several car dealerships. In many, the, in many the, yeah. in the area, and, and yeah. right outside of Louisville, I guess. Yes, and uh, and interesting. So he's he's going to be on and. Probably in December, I Good. would I would guess, because we're going to be uh, doing a little hiatusing uh, for the next couple of weeks after this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But 
Should be interesting. Now, will we get vacation pay while you're doing your... Uh, double. Double. Okay. Double. Yeah. Two times nothing's nothing, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, yeah you're so rude. But hey, I've made you all famous. <laughs> yeah. Or infamous. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, I y'all are that. sort of like the torpedo that hit in December 7th. I know, 7th, I they call from that magazine and want me to pose like Kim Kardashian topless in my rear hanging out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I guarantee you one thing. Uh, you wouldn't look like Putin. Yeah. I would be Putin. (laughs) (laughs) Say, speaking of that, nobody's asked you to sign any autographs, have they? Uh, No, but the magazine hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. All right. Checks in the mail. (laughs) Yeah, the checks in the mail. But anyway, you know, as it is getting colder, every year it seems like we do the same thing. And I think it's worthwhile doing, talking a little bit about either storing your car or getting it ready for for the winter driving season if if uh, uh, you're so mind to doing that because it did get cold uh, one of the things that has happened and I've had several phone calls uh, people said there's a stupid looking light on my dashboard has come on we're talking about new cars now not on antique cars and I said, "Well, what's it look like?" And they sort of sort of described it like two question marks hooked together, and and that's the tire pressure monitor system. Uh, and air pressure is um, affected by temperature. Some TPMS systems, the Highline systems, uh, will tell you which tire is causing the problem. Generally, most of them are within four to five pounds of the door set pressure, either above or below. So when, when the winter time, when it comes like this, one of the things that you should probably do, if you're driving a new car, and I mean anything, we'll just say for sure 2005 and newer um, is go out and before you do anything with your car, before you drive it, go out and set the tire pressure to the door label uh, when it's cold, on a cold morning when it's one of these 30 degree days and bring it up to that and you won't have the problem. Um, Because it'll drop four or five pounds without a problem and the The, light will come on. Other other than the light coming on, it's not going to ring. Well, you don't know. The light is there for a purpose. It tells you that your tire pressure is low. But it's not going to stop you from driving the car. No, no. not unless it's complete. Because you realize what you've just done. You've just added one more number to the honeydew list. Yeah, but it's how many ladies are going to go out and do this? It should be done. I mean, it should be. Yeah, I I don't disagree. It's just a matter that that it just takes a couple minutes. And how many ladies are going to go out and do it? Most guys, most guys have some. Now they have a little tire compressor, air compressor, or some kind of thing. Or you can go to your local gas station, put the quarter in, and and do it. Speaking of Uh, air compressors. The one that I had from my dad's, it was a self-contained compressor. You can't. Uh, you, this thing had been going. The thing was an antique. It, it goes back to the nineteen fifty-eight, fifty-nine. He just called us antiques. Yeah, well, you're worse than you're older than an antique. But anyway, and I've had it in my little storage, and it was very handy because it, I plug it in and pump up my my tractor tires and stuff. It died. Uh oh. After all these years, yeah, yeah, died. Oh, and I, I'm gonna have to bury it somewhere. 
Okay. But it died. It's called the dump. Yeah. The dump. <laughs> the dump. <laughs> well, but, interesting. Um, uh, just as a little side reinforcement to that, when uh, we'd go visit my in-laws at Christmas, and there was quite a temperature drop. They were in Pennsylvania. And I'd always check my tire pressures after I got there. And they were always two to four pounds lower than yeah. when I'd set them. Yes. And, of course, I'd set them at 60 or 70 degrees or 55 here. And you get up there, and you go out the next morning, and it's 12 or 15. And that just reinforces your statement that... Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> a lot of people don't know what it means. And, of course, the average person... And, I, you know, I have to take our next-door neighbor. She... The owner's manual ranks right up there with reading, you know, Moby Dick. <laughs> or War and Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah War and Peace. Yeah, that, and they don't even bother to look at it. But if you do get a new light on your dash that you've never seen, it's sort of an odd-shaped thing. Uh, it uh, uh, It's the tire pressure monitor system. We can finish when you come back. Yeah. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. You were speaking of owner's manuals, and um, <laughs> when when is the car industry... Which I hate, and I, and I, I do still appreciate the 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 manual in the car. But when are the, when is the car industry going to either give you a CD and say they already have they, they do or when are they going to say go online they and do. print it out they yourself? Do. They do and not give you the manual in the car. I don't know if they'll not give you the manual. They might give you like a quick reference guide. Yeah, but but. Uh, uh, you know, like how many gallons of gas and blah, 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 blah. That kind of just very basic stuff. But the owner's manual uh, probably will be online. But I'm, I'm sure that there, because of the, the legal implications, that I'm, I'm sure they still have to provide you 
in your hand immediately available things like all the seatbelt stuff and all of this and you start looking at that and that's in most owner's manual that's 40, 50, 60 pages of stuff yeah Chrysler and Jeep put a CD-ROM in now they don't have a uh, there's a couple of rental cars I've had that I've been trying to figure some things out on there's a CD-ROM there. <laughs> now, that's do they have the true. CD player where you can put no. it up? And that's, that's pretty. That, that's well, I imagine you could put it in the radio. Cause it, yeah. Yeah, and do it that it way. It talks. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I don't know. I didn't plug it in. Uh, I just... Drove it without lights in, I, at midnight. No, I figured <laughs> well, yeah. it out. Oh. Yeah, it's... it's, it's uh, but I, I don't know what the legal implications are because, as you know, other than probably aircraft... The automotive industry is the most regulated industry in this country. Trucking, trucking, yeah, yeah another one. Um, the the big thing also that we ought to mention that keeps cropping up is this ignition switch thing. And all you look at cars, and people have got five pounds of stuff hanging off their keychain. They got ten keys and four of those little barcode things. For every place they shop and get yeah. gasoline, and yes. then they got kids' pictures, and then they've got family pictures, and no wonder why these switches. Yeah, go. I, I yeah I, I remember one in particular in Miami. We had the same problem at Hyundai, and I had to go look at this car, and and uh, she, this lady, had on her keychain in frames every one of her family going back to Christopher Columbus. Every saint in the Catholic Church, <laughs> all of the po- I think this keychain weighed somewhere about ninety six pounds, and they she couldn't figure out why it would turn the key off. <laughs> turn the key off. Uh, now you should you shouldn't do that kind of stuff. I think that's what what a lot of this is too. Yeah. Well, and a, it, a lot of it's going to be eliminated with the smart key. Yeah, with well, the button. Push the button. Yeah, push the push button. the button. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, like I said, it, so TPMS is something that that you 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 might you might be seeing now as 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 the weather again. If you have a Highline system, it usually has a picture of the car that will show you which tire is causing the problem. Uh, also, some of the more higher line systems too also work at four to five pounds above set pressure. So as it gets hotter, they also turn it on. The average car doesn't do that. They just have the light to tell you that it comes on. Uh, one of the other things now is is to talk about, uh, uh, because of the cold weather, is antifreeze. Uh, this, is, this is a big issue uh, and becoming bigger all the time as the manufacturers start developing their own variety of, of antifreeze. The most common, of course, is Dex, Dexcool, which is a General Motors uh, product, and um, it's a gold color, if you will. Um, you can't mix Dexcool even with water. Uh, it has a real big problem. The old green stuff. Ethylene the, glycol. The, yeah, the old green ethylene glycol. Um, 
that was to proven to be bad on some people's health up in uh, North Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, and, uh, yeah, the firemen. She, she killed <laughs> uh, three with 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 well, jello. And, and the other thing is, people used to pour it in the gutter and drain and wonder why their dog died. Because well, it has a sweet taste to it, yeah, and it poisons yeah, animals. Animals, animals, yeah. animals. Uh, that you don't want to put it down the drain. Animals can't resist it. But anyway, uh, generally, we'll talk about the green stuff first and then go back to the new one. The green stuff, the general factory mixture is 50%. 50% water and 50% glycol gives you a protection reading of minus 34 degrees. Uh, the problem with that is, especially here in the south, most people pay no attention to their antifreeze until there's a problem or their coolant until there's a problem. The higher the concentration of the antifreeze, the less ability it has to transfer heat. That becomes a really big issue. So here in the southeast, or where it's a little warmer, where you don't get that, and if it got 34 degrees outside, I'm either in International Falls, Minnesota, wondering what the hell am I doing here. You mean minus 34. Yeah, minus 34, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know. I, yeah, what are you doing there? Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when we were on a tour one time, we went to International Falls, and in the center of the town, they have a thermometer. Right in the town square. Hmm. And this is actual temperature. And it was 62 below zero. Not wind chill. 62 below zero. What the hell were you doing there then? Well, we, no, we weren't there. But no, they have a, a thermometer that they paint. It gets lower. That This ah. was the coldest recorded there. Ah. And each parking meter has two plugs on it. Mm-hmm. One for your, for your block heater and one for a battery blanket. Yep. So you put your money in, and not only do you park, it runs the timer to heat your car. puts electricity in. Yeah, isn't that the, sweet. It, Duluth, you pull into the hotels, and they've got the plug-ins right there. Yeah, isn't that No, sweet. that's really dumb. Well, you know, <laughs> the other place that gets colder and blazes is Saranac Lake, New York. Well, all those up there. Yeah. All that yeah. kind of stuff so up They there. get like 44 degrees below zero ambient. Man. That's where Tupperware was from, isn't it? Tupper Lake. Oh. So this is Saranac where? Lake. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. No, that's Saran Wrap. <laughs> Saran Wrap. But, but anyway, you know, the antifree stuff, uh, 30% is more than adequate. Uh, in the south. Yeah, in the south. Even, even up north, it's not that big a deal. Because uh, that's down to about 22 degrees below zero. And the antifreeze, the antifreeze solution also provides a couple other things. Uh, it provides a lubricant um, for the stuff and an anti-corrosion, uh, anti-wear corrosion stuff for your cooling system. So, you know, if you're going to run straight water in the summertime... A lot of people do, especially with the old cars, because the old cars are very inefficient, uh, like the Model Ts or Model As. They're just because they used alcohol as antifreeze, uh, but they they're just really really inefficient. Uh, and water is still the best heat transfer agent that there is. There's nothing better. Uh, 
antifreeze, antifreeze used to provide me a job and we'd always wait until the cold front was blowing in but I got to drain the cars, the, the radiators, drain them and then put in the new antifreeze and add, top it off with the water and then get my my little uh, my gadget with the little the bubble bubble bubbles yeah, yeah the bulb and, uh, and the bubbles yep. check and see if it was down low enough and I think even in Lubbock we only put it down to like 16 20 degrees minus 20 yeah something. but you do need some lubricant you yeah. do need the anti corrosion and you do need that stuff see the old alcohol uh, was never an issue because it would it would burn off and and the old stuff. Everything was cast iron, so you didn't have all of the different, the different metals in there. So anyway, and, and they kept adding alcohol. They would check it at least every week and add more and more alcohol because the water never went anywhere. They just added alcohol uh, back in Jack the old Daniels days. or yeah, you any, could use Jack Daniels. Any particular? Yeah, you could use you could use any. They used to use alcohol. That's you're, you're, you're giving David ideas now. <laughs> <laughs> a little expensive, but you could do that, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose you could do that. Oh, but man. anyway, so you want to keep it at least at, at, at 30%, and it's worth checking, and you can get one of those little ball things at Walmart even, and it's it's worth doing. It, it's worth checking, especially if you're in the hobby car and so you don't need to know exactly what's in there. Your stock cars, your everyday cars, all the new stuff is just not a problem. They don't have cooling system issues anymore unless you spring a leak or a water pump goes bad or who knows what. But yeah. generally, it, it's they used to tell you to change it annually even, too. Now they don't bother anymore. I think, what is it, three years? I don't some even, on the aluminum engines. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they bother anymore with the new stuff. Hmm. Well, anyway, because of the new engines and the engines running hotter and everything, you know, a lot of the manufacturers uh, have developed their own coolant. There's Toyo Cool for Toyotas. Honda has something. General Motors has something. I don't think Ford and Chrysler does. They have, it's called Choate, C-H-O-A-T. They have their own. And anyway, it's because of the specific metals used in the engine because of the reaction between water and stuff in all the different metals turning it into an electrolyte and causing corrosion. If your owner's manual tells you to use a specific coolant, that's what you need to do. You need to follow what your owner's manual and that specific coolant tells you to do. For example, again, we'll pick Dexcool, which is the most common one. When that stuff first came out, people would use it to add uh, stuff. Uh, they They would top it off, and you can't do that. You have to use 100% of this stuff. It's totally different. These things are different compounds from all of the other things that are out there. So Chrysler, if I remember because of the Dodge, uh, I think it's 30% water with this... uh, Distilled water or tap water? Well, distilled water is always better because there's no no metal in there and and the the electrolytic action is decrease significantly without the metal action in there. So distilled water is by far better. Uh, But if you are using that, that, any of that stuff, or if your manufacturer recommends you use any of that stuff, 
follow exactly what they say. Now, you can go back to the old green stuff, which is cheaper, but you've got to flush the system completely, and I mean flush it completely. You, you, you have to open all the drains, lower hose, and get every bit of the old stuff out, especially the Dexcool stuff, because it does turn to jelly. Mm-hmm. It will turn to jelly. I don't know the exact reaction of the other stuff, and, and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, topping off your coolant uh, stuff. So I, it, it's about what, time to stop? It's time to take a break. We'll be back on the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber right after this. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Hi, my name is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about antique car insurance. Uh, in this hobby uh, that I've been part of for years, not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as agreed value. Uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to to uh, insure your classic classic antique or even your street ride, call J C Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay. And we're back. Uh, we're back. We're okay. back anyway, antifreeze. Yeah, anyway, back to some of the antifreeze stuff. Um, when you look at the... Uh, in, uh, this is really important because when you go to the, 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 the Walmart or Pep Boys or whichever auto parts you go to, you'll see the Prestone stuff and it'll say all, lube, all antifreeze, all this stuff. Read what it says. It says top off only. It doesn't say for drain and refill. So again, if you have a Dexcool system, and I'm just picking that because that's the most common name, or any of the other ones, um, you can't do that. You, it's only for a slight top off only. If you're if you're interested in in in, in doing that stuff. Uh, so again, you're better off staying with what the manufacturer recommends because these new engines they do run hotter. Uh, 240 is normal. That's why there's only N. There's no more temperature gauges anymore uh, to tell you what the temperature is. Because if if we had gauges on there and 240 was N, you'd have every nutcase in the world lined up at the 
some repair facility saying my engine's running hot. <laughs> and it's not. So that's why we have N. <laughs> and it's calibrated to run on the C side of N. You know what's interesting is um, I rented a Mazda 2 this week. I don't know. It's one of those little, it's Mazda's entry level car. And there's a warning light that comes on blue in the morning when you start it up. And that's the temperature gauge. When that light goes out, it means the vehicle's up to operating temperature. It's warmed Doesn't up. even talk about hot. Nothing. Nothing. Well, I didn't get it a hot, but it's I mean, just, but there's no hot indicator? I, I didn't see any. Maybe no. the light turns red. Yeah, maybe. But it's just, I mean, and this is probably the most, well, I, no, this car had power windows and door locks, which surprised me. But it was just, I mean, it was a tin can. Yeah, I, I've uh, <clears throat> got a Corolla lined up. I mean, they've gone crazy on car rentals and pricing and... You know, they call a mid-size what we'd call a roller skate back in the day. Right, and right. Standard is incredible, and then you go to the full size, and it's obnoxious. You mean to I mean, rent? Price-wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah and is, Apollo. It, yeah. is it? Yeah. I, know, I haven't rented a car. Oh, well, what's, what's crazy, uh, if you go to an airport, you pay one or two more taxes. Like, for example, when I'm in Syracuse, I don't rent a car at the airport. I rent a car at budget off-site, and I don't have to pay a couple of airport taxes. So I end up paying about $170, where it's at the airport, it's like 210 Well, when I was in the Midwest, I had to rent a car at the airport because the airport was in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it was 201 bucks for this tin can. But, you know, that's what we're faced with at, at, uh, in Boston. Oh. Uh, the taxes oh, yeah. and the fees are more than the damn car. Yeah. Yeah, yes. they, yeah they tell you thirty nine ninety nine or 29 yeah. and then they add it up and it's $80. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I don't rent at an airport unless, you know, and then it's the gas. The gas yeah. they oh. charge. The gas. Yeah, well, I take them back full. I know, but I, I, somebody said it's just outrageous. Well, the interesting thing is the gas station by the airport I stopped at said two eighty six a gallon, and I put point nine nine seven hundredths of a gallon in, and it was three dollars and sixteen cents. <laughs> Guess what? They're 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 kind of flipping the meter a little quicker. Yeah, so. No. Yes. I can't believe that. Yes. <laughs> uh, they do it. They must have the pumped a little there. air. You, you reckon? Uh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so, well, anyway, you know the the other thing. Let's talk about is engine oil because a lot of people put ten thousand miles a year on their car, and of course the recommended oil change is seventy five hundred, or they don't read the fine print, and there's heavy duty what do I want to call it, uh, oil change recommendations, too. And I've yeah. got friends that their wives' cars, they probably put 10000 a year. I said, change it twice a year. Change it in the fall and change it in the spring. When you change the battery in your fire detector. In my what? Smoke, when you change the battery in your, your smoke, smoke detector. detector. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, that that's another thing. And then people wonder why their engines sludge up. 
and it's just it's better to change the oil. Yeah, it's cheap insurance. It is exactly, and the yeah. filter at the same time. Yeah, I you know I use on, I use synthetics even on the old cars. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they don't sludge up. You don't have, and you can go a little longer if you're so inclined with the synthetic oils. But I usually do five thousand. The um, best thing stuff. for uh, uh, any car, I don't care what age it is, the best thing is don't let a woman drive it. <laughs> what does that have to do with oil? At, do they ever change it? Do they ever say, oh, I just went oh, no. 8,000 miles, so I'll be changing, no, changing Brent, the Brent, oil something? No, Brenda's not that way. She knows 5,000. Brenda, she says, Brenda, Brenda is, she, says, she has been trained. She, she Brenda is... is she Extraordinary. Is, yes. She yes. says, it's 5,000. Change your oil. Yeah. Brenda uh, should teach a car appreciation class. She, she's, been, uh, yeah. she's been trained. She's been brainwashed. She's been everything else living with you. So I'm, I'm sure you've, yeah. you're probably in the middle of the night or whispering, change the oil at 5,000 <laughs> miles. Just to subliminally, you know, yeah. check the air yeah. in your tires tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but No, she takes pretty good care of her stuff. But, yeah, uh, you know, like Jim said, Brenda is an exception. How many times, uh, when did your wife have the oil change lately? And when did... Oh, I'm sure uh, she knows. Yeah. Gene knows. Yeah, Gene knows. She was in the car business. I mean, you yeah. know, he was in the car business. So, but, but your average person, uh, no, they no. don't. Not just women, guys. They have no idea anymore either. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. Uh, they you know. They just get in and drive and drive and drive and drive and drive. And they don't care. But that shows you how good the new cars are. Well, that you know, I, I must say, I'm I'm proud of both of my sons and that we didn't go into it a lot. Not not. Well, my dad didn't either, but uh, I did, and I had enough friends that, that I learned and then passed on a few things to my sons, but they're so far. I, my, my sons have friends that that uh, that don't even know how to change a tire. They know how to call AAA, you know? You, you, that brings you can't up. change a tire anymore. There's no tire to change. There's no spare. Wow. That brings, yeah. yeah, that's why you have roadside assistance or AAA, but that brings up something back in the... 70s, 60s, I uh, hung around, well, actually it was the late 50s, early 60s, uh, a domestic store that had an import store, and, and I would go over to the domestic store once in a while, and General Motors had a thing called a powder puff. Powder puff class. Class, sure. yeah, sure. And, yeah, and they'd invite the ladies in. Sure. And why manufacturers don't do that today, I mean, it just baffles me. They talk about customer service and everything. No, it's easy. But, well, that no would time. be wonderful. No time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, I, I, used to, I used to, yeah, at, 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 when I was in college, they used to ask me, and I did it all the time, to, to, to do a continuing education, you know, auto, auto mechanics for women. Yeah. And it was simple, changing tires, you know, right. when you should do this, do that, do that. I did, used to, I did that all the time. I could pay a little extra money, you know. Yeah. The only so. thing that I, I would say that is interesting today that women are doing, and that's going to the rifle range. Yeah. Where they're not, they don't care about the cars particularly. They don't. You know, but they are getting into to weapons, which I yeah. find interesting. Well, the place where I go and shoot, um, there's an old doll in there. I, I say that because I'm 70, but 
I guess she's probably got five or ten years on me, and she's in there with a revolver, just banging away, and uh, just shooting like the Dickens. Great, banging away. Yeah, <laughs> shooting the gun, and, uh, well, it goes bang, Well, people David. are, well, there's a lot of reasons why yeah, they're doing but, that, too. But, yeah, and she's very good at it. Yeah. So, I thought it was kind of neat. But I oh I, I do too. But I but as far as doing the powder puff, I and I remember when they used to have those yes. as well. But yeah, they shops um, used to do it on Saturday. Ladies, yeah. they'd have I their shop foreman or service manager do a little class. Yeah, the last time I ever saw one of those was Charlie Thomas in Houston. All of his dealerships used to do them. And yeah, yeah, it, we used to do. Yeah, yeah. Some and then of the they'd have a they'd it, have yeah. a drawing, and uh, they'd give away gas cards. Just to get the people or into free oil change or yeah, something, right? Exactly. So cover the warranty and where the jack is, and back yeah. when they had them there, and and how to turn <laughs> yeah, the lights yeah. on. And now there's nothing to do but put gas in it. Well, and and check op- the oil and operate the the, the uh, GPS and the and the nav I mean, that system. That would take you weeks. Yeah, that, I would, know. Be, that would be a uh, that would be a college level class. It, it <laughs> speaking of that, interesting. Um, this morning, uh, Honda was running this goofy ad with these kids' toys, monsters, announcing the new CRV. But they said for 2015, 100% of all CRVs would have a backup camera. And that makes quite a difference. I uh, yeah, mean, I, I like it. I've gotten used to it. That's why my wife wanted a new car, was I had a backup camera in mine, and she hasn't backed into anything, God I've bless gotten, her. I've gotten used to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's one yeah. of the things you do get used to, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, and, and when you get up in years, you can't turn your head. I've got one on the car trailer. Yeah, yeah, well, that that would really be a benefit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. now I can see what I'm hitting. <laughs> or you can Before, hit Before, I had to get out and look. <laughs> yeah, either that or you well, can get what you see. What's my trailer from backing out? <laughs> I don't know if I ever tell you the story, but we were at, at Cape May, and I had the trailer up there, and Manny Rhymes, who has a wonderful collection of cars. Yes, he has one of the oldest Model Ts in existence. It's a it's a three D, uh, two pedal, two lever, nineteen oh eight, one of the very first ones. Wow! And he had, and I pulled in, and we got registered and all this stuff. And he's, oh, you can just go ahead back your trailer and ride over there. And I said, wait a minute, you don't understand this. I said, let me tell you how it works. I said, remember in World War Two. When it, when 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 one of the fighters would shoot down like a German or a or a, or a Japanese plane, they'd put the little mark, the swastika or the rising sun. I said, take a look at the back of the trailer. I've got marked. I mark every time I hit something backing up. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, I'll park it for you. And he did. <laughs> Yeah, it's not one of my strong suits. No. Backing the trailer. Oh man! Hey, you know, backing a trailer. We've talked about this many times. Uh, backing a trailer is just like anything else. It takes practice, and you literally got to. And it. I've been doing this for years, you know? but I'm still not any good at it. Yeah, I. Uh, th- th- I think I told the story many years ago, but when I had we had a fairly good sized boat, and. Uh, I was taking it into the marina to or t- into a repair place, and I mean, it was. I had like about twelve inches on either side, you know. What was it? A forty-two foot Bertram, or <laughs> <laughs> no? It was a Crown. Uh, what was it? Crown something, and um, it was a twenty foot uh, inboard outboard. Okay. Know. 
Um, nice runabout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my so my wife just closed her eyes, but my two boys, I think that's the only time I impressed them. I had to pull through a very narrow area, then back up and go and then swing it into the to the yard thing. And uh, I even impressed myself. I didn't have to stop and pull up and pull back and do it. You know, I just I just did it. And uh, golly, Dad, that was great. You know, and I think that was the good for the you. One time yeah. I am impressed them and myself. But uh, oh, it, it's a pain coming. But back you know, you know, the biggest problem with with backing a trailer and that people is going backwards. Well, that's but. <laughs> Is people try to do it too fast? Yes. If you go very, very slow, very slow yeah. and and just watch, you know. It'll well, I don't know if I tell you, but coming back from from New England on the the tour up in in Maine and, and New Hampshire. Well, let's uh, take it up when we get back. We'll we'll take a short break and we'll be back right after this. This is Denise Simon. Eighteen hours a day, I live in a world as an intelligence analyst. What I find is reprehensible, what I find is terrifying, what I find is treasonous. The mainstream media has completely failed the American people. So join me for the Denise Simon Experience every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. This is americaswebradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're back on the Classic Car Show. And, uh, Joel, we're talking... Uh, we're well, talking but, but anyway, uh, you're okay, talking about uh, trailers. trailers. I, yes. I uh, uh, was coming back from New England, and we stayed at Hershey. We're out, you know, that hotel I stay at when I go up there. And didn't want to unhook the trailer, so we went over to Brother Joe's Pizza. And um, Imagine that, Steve going to a pizza uh, Well, place. I'm well, trying to figure, usually there's five days a week and three meals a day. That's 15. Out of those one, 15, one. how many are pizza? One. one. One usually, Sunday night. Sunday night. Well, it used to be 14. Yeah, Sunday it? night. <laughs> and and uh, we went over there, and I was getting, I saw I saw this, and I said, well, there's the, the, the easy way to get out. And I went back, and it was a bank. So I said, oh, well. So I turned around, and I had the car trailer and, and the enclosed trailer and pulled around. I said, well, I'll just go through the other side. On the other side were the drive throughs <laughs> And the trailer is not fitting through the drive throughs Oh, dear. So here I'm in a U-shape. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the night, and and I forgot my towing mirror, so I couldn't see the back. Seventeen hours later, <laughs> I finally was Lord. able to back that stupid thing. <laughs> no, Brenda was with, and she was a really big help. Uh, was if, this before the backup camera? 
the backup camera, no, this was just recently. The backup okay. camera didn't work for some reason. Oh, wow. It's wireless. Oh. It's, it's a wireless thing, and sometimes it doesn't work well. Not to change the subject, but do you know that speedometers now can be wireless and cableless and they use GPS? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? So, seriously, yeah. Anyway, the last quick thing I want to mention before we do is talk a little bit about oil. We did we did talk some about antifreeze and the tires and all that. I mentioned a little bit about oil. One of the things that always comes up is 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 people don't understand what oil stuff means. That nomenclature on oil, uh, and I don't want to get into a big discussion. But what we'll just pick like ten W thirty. Okay, the W means it's winter flow rate or viscosity at 33 degrees. Uh, the top number is its flow rate or viscosity at 210 degrees or 99 centigrade. Um, what, no matter what anybody tells you, stay again, especially I'm talking about newer cars, with what the owner's manual, what they recommend. They do it for a reason. Newer engines run such close tolerances. Most engine wear occurs within the first startup, just uh, just the first minute after startup, because everything is starving for oil. The thinner the oil, the quicker the oil gets up there and lubricates stuff. So stay with what they tell you to, like... A lot of new cars are running zero W20, and you get all the old farts that like myself, people my age and all that. Well, hell, I'm only using that third away at all. No, don't do that stuff. You're going to end up hurting the engine more. Stay with what they tell you to. There's no need anymore, especially in the newer stuff, to go from a thin oil in the winter and a thick oil in the summer um, and it, it doesn't matter. I don't want to get into a zinc discussion or any of that nonsense because that's another one of the great internet myths <laughs> like unleaded gas and all of this other crapola that floats around on our uh, I, that on Al Gore's internet. <laughs> well, he's had a busy life, you know? He Making has. that movie Love Story... Huh? <laughs> uh, oh Al yeah, Gore. Al Gore was the sub. Al, Alan Tipper were the story of love story. That movie. They, he's the same guy that invented the internet, right? Yeah, and global warming. He's okay. had a busy, busy life. Yeah, and he's the same guy that keeps going to the bank because all of us suckers buy into this stuff. Not all not of all us. All of us. That's all does not. <laughs> but many people buy in, and he keeps going to the bank and saying thank you very much as he yeah. goes to. Puts another billion in his account as he's flying his private, or not him, but they're flying his uh, private plane around, making the carbon mark, the footprint, and all this. Yeah, when he breathes, there's enough carbon out. Yeah, well, the the global warming. He did away with the global warming just by his fat belly shading everything. Yeah, but anyway, so the oil stuff uh, again. Do do what they 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 tell you. uh, Stay, especially with the newer stuff. The older stuff, there's all these points of discussion. I don't want to get into that stuff. I'm a firm believer of, of still the multi-grade oil, and I, if, if it's available, I use synthetics and everything. Let me ask, uh, uh, or changing the subject a little bit, 
There have been a phenomenal number of recalls. That's good. Um, it's good. Okay. But, Seriously. I mean, where where is the where's the problem in the engineering or in the manufacturing or why in the accounting department? The bean cutters. Okay, because they kind of try to they cut, run things. They try to cut they run corners. Things. They run things. Well, all right. So I'm not going to. I'll use an example. Let's talk about the ignition switch issue. Probably, I'm not saying it happened, but probably the supplier of the ignition switch came in and said it's $30. And the bean counters came back, at, and that was to all the engineering specs for the ignition switch. And the bean counters came back and said, we'll only pay you 28 but we're going to buy $5 million from you so you can make it up on volume. Lose a little on each, probably. Yeah, 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 which is the greatest hoax in the business. That's probably what happened. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Having been in the supply business at one point in my career, I I know things, you know, that happen. And there was a guy named Lopez that brought General Motors to their knees. And I would go in and see some of my engineering drawings in competitive tool shops after we were producing the part, and he wanted them to build the tooling and and make the parts cheaper. And that's that's the kind of thing that goes on. Yeah. So yeah. what? Uh, how bad does the dealer that has to repair stuff get it? Get what? Well, I mean, uh, do, do they do they get reimbursed? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They don't lose anything. No, the technicians love it because it makes them keeps them busy. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's nothing going on, so they have work all the time. And repetition improves the technician's ability uh-huh. and productivity. Yeah, so yeah. they now probably can change those those switches in about eight minutes and are getting paid two hours. Well, <laughs> they do it eight minutes, man. <laughs> You know, but, no, I, I know what the, you mean, and that—that's a bit extreme. But yeah, it, it's. Uh, but recalls, first of all, from my experience in the business, it's usually a minute occurrence, and the manufacturer elects to either call it a recall or a campaign. And they put it out on their data well, system. There's a huge difference between exactly. a recall and a campaign. The government huge requires difference. a recall, and the campaign is voluntary by yeah. the manufacturer. And they get to control what they're going to do <coughs> to how many cars. Yeah. And th- those are good because, irrespective of everyone's abilities, once in a while, one of them, a component, comes through with an issue. Yeah, there's a design. There has been design flaws. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, but you can't design every possible problem out of every car or, you know, p- things deteriorate over use. Yeah. So what was the old, and not the, what was the Ford, the, the Pinto that had the, the gas tank the gas problem? Tank. Yeah. The old yep. Pinto. That was well, but but here let's let's talk about something else more modern. Look at the evolution of airbags. The first airbags to me were 
dangerous. You could lose your dangerous. hearing. Well, you yeah, could, you, you know. could, you could, they could break your neck. Yeah. And then on top of that, they came with this second-generation airbag. And now those, supposedly the igniter, correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, could cause some shrapnel. But that was only from one supplier. So maybe, I, I mean, there are issues. Now, how many of those actually happened where somebody got injured i don't know but it was enough to make sure that everybody went into recall mode on those that had the takata supplied airbags and they were the world's biggest yes takata gateways what yeah 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 they're from japan yeah Yeah. so you know like like you said they that does require the manufacturers to continually watch what they're doing so there are some yeah. some good good sides to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cars today are so much safer. Oh heavens, than, yes. Than they ever used to be. The problem is, the competency of drivers <laughs> has gone downhill. I, I wish in in the state of Georgia here that they would not make turn signals an option. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> And they uh, would completely. I, think I thought of that the other as as I was following this lady. She never once used the turn signal. Well, yeah, it, it, and it's uh, they're still texting. Yeah, they are still texting today. The scariest thing I was sitting at Pitts Road, turning on the Spalding, and here comes a lady in her minivan texting as she's turning the corner. Reading yeah. the newspaper, eating yeah. a donut, I'm thinking, drinking oh a cup my of God, coffee. Nursing my a baby, was... loading the DVD, yes. and feeding Cheerios yes, exactly. to three of the other little kids. Yes, it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, guys, it's uh, time to bail out, and uh, thank you all for being here, and this was a, a good show. We want to mm-hmm. wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. As, uh, yes. That's coming around. Drive carefully if you're driving yes. somewhere. The and poor, uh, mistreated Indians. And we want to thank everyone for voting. Yes, yes. All of you that did. And God bless America. You got it. We'll be back in a couple of weeks on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. Thanks for tuning in. This is America's Web Radio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.